0: maybe you can tell like uh, how and when you actually start directing
1: I think um, I mean I'm, I'm looking back how I sort of uh, got into it was uh, let's just put it as I wow
0: I, I remember it was like uh, you were not trained and then like, you know, you were just uh, at the Yeah, side I
1: didn't go, didn't study for it, so I didn't really plan for it. It wasn't something that I planned for. Yep. um Went to business school mm. um, and all along, I've always wanted to do business. La. I mean, maybe because my family, everyone does business. My uncle does business. My father's side, uncle, everyone does business. My I cousin see. does business, <laughs> you know, and, and there's no one in the media industry at all. Okay. I. And I, I never thought of that as a, even a, a uh, and I think back also back in those days, like even CJ, I went to CJ uh, in accountancy now now it was available as an A level subject yep. for uh, accountancy yeah, back then uh, yeah. but not anymore. Mm. So um I think FSV only really started in two thousand in
0: nineteen
1: ninety-seven. Yep. If I'm not wrong. Mm. And I went to Army, finished. JC was 94. So it, it wasn't something that is in the horizon I could plan for. Or and I went to United States for my undergraduate studies. Like. Mm, mm, mm. So I studied business as well. went okay. there. Yeah. But all along, like, I want to say, since secondary school, I've always been involved in uh, performance arts or um, camera photography club somehow uh for my ecas um maybe because to me those are things that sort of take my mind off of the other way of my brain being used okay uh which is very problem solving puzzle solving kind of uh uh way of thinking you know Mm -mm. business and and currencies and numbers and so on and then doing something like the CLDDS, the Chinese language drama, the Ge Lang Song back then was very popular where we go and perform like uh, prose and uh, go to interschool competitions, storytelling competitions, um, as well as uh, taking photos. I, was, I remember I was into uh, photography quite a bit with a bunch of my friends. Mm. Um, and then in junior college, I went to... My ECAs were always like, uh, I was in the AVA club, mm. uh, audio-visual club. So, I mean, I already had, always had interest in that, but I never see that as a potential career path. I see. To me, it was like, oh, that's for fun, you know? Um, and so, when I went to university, same thing. I have distribution classes, which I actually went to take things that I enjoy versus those that's oh, for the... Course, uh, for yeah. for the Your courses major, for my yeah. undergraduate. My major was business yep. and uh, marketing. And mm. I, I, I took courses, courses in that. But for the distribution, I took classes like uh, astrophysics as well astronomy, wow. as well as um, documentary filmmaking, mm. uh, film live TV shows and things like that for fun. So I always see that as two separate parts of my life. I never see them as... What uh, one is for fun and one is for, one is for the heart and one is for the head. You know, kind okay. of thing. I have always been trying to do some sort of a short film of sorts from university for yep. fun, until I think I came back to Singapore, um, started a wireless network company, didn't wow. work out. <laughs> went <laughs> to, went to you. Yeah, it, when Wi-Fi was just starting. Uh, wow. and then. I went to after that I went to US for another two years to work as a market sourcing in a procurement consultancy firm. What the hell? <laughs> um, while still exploring, you know, like shooting people's weddings and things like that all along the side. And then I came back to Singapore, I started to do a restaurant after that. And I think after two years in the restaurant, that's when I burned out. Yeah. It was almost thirty years old. And then I realized and I look back and said, Hey, why am I still trying to pursue something that I've never been really happy, you know? Mm, mm, mm. To me, it's like, oh, it's job, job, job. And I've always been doing the other things to make me happy. I said, maybe I should consider those things that make me happy uh, a career path. Okay. And so I think uh, it was around 30 years old, 29, 30 years old. Maybe it was like a midlife crisis kind of thing. (sighs) And I said, oh, you know what? I've got no girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> I've got nothing, the restaurant is sort of running, I can get handed over to my business partner and say, okay, I want to um, try for a career shift. Mm-mm. So, yet still, I was true, still being pretty practical. Uh, and I know for almost many years, I've been doing a lot of wedding videos and I was able to make some money out of it. So, okay. I decided to start a company to do wedding videos while doing short films. Okay. So, I remember, I think I came back, I was like, wow, I was looking at the industry, you know, the, you already have your Bu phone that's, wow, you know, standouts mm, mm, coming mm. out, Nicholas Chi, Randy yeah. Ang, De, they were all, um, Rick Ao, mm, you know, mm. those were my earliest friends, Eva Tang, wow. um, um, Rick Trickton. like, uh, back then, after I decided to, uh, like, stop doing my restaurant business mm, and, mm, and, and, and explore trying out maybe, you know, something media related, you know, do a lot, set up a company, do wedding videos and stuff like that. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, started to do a lot of short films uh, and, and, started to get to know the people in the industry. Like. Yep, yep. I've always been like, wow, in all in, of them. Like, because And I feel like I'm playing catch up because these guys have been doing it for don't know how long they went for proper schools, you know. And you look at their short films versus mine, I'm like, wow, I'm just a gorilla filmmaker <laughs> taking a camera and running around, you know. And then sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. audio never record properly, see by I say, you know. But I always look to them like, and say, hey, how do I catch up? Like? And then almost like, I remember in one year I did five short films. Wow. Um, it was the third year that I took part of the uh, Digital Film Fiesta and I was like, wow, you know, got a Married Award. I was wow. really happy, la, but Mm-mm. I mean, just Married Award, so it's like, wow, not bad, for huh? fun. Huh? Then went for Fly By Night, got to know Uni and Pimpin, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, Audience Choice also. I was like, wow, one year got two, not bad. Huh? Then I decided, that I said, wow, you know, but looking at other people's short films like Nicholas Chiwan, Randy Ang, I was like, wow, these guys, Can really do their things, you know. And I think they just did this short film called Becoming Royston. Yep, yep. this film called The Days was coming out. I was like, wow, these guys are really ahead of the curve lah. Then at the time Jun Fung was also coming up, going to all the film festivals. Mm. I'm like, wow, these guys are the and they are younger than I am. (laughs) And so I feel really intimidated I'll be yeah. I'll be very honest I was extremely intimidated mm. I'm like how do I catch up then I say okay the only way to learn is by doing now because I can't go back to school mm. um, you know and, and I just have to use my in a way I have to see where, where my taste and my instincts can take me uh, because okay. it's, it's a different skill set and very much I think everyone's film reflect their own taste and uh, outlook of the world right yep and I just have to make sure that I'm telling my own stories and present my own perspective of the world okay. and so what happened was um, the subsequent Panasonic Digital Film Fiesta I decided to uh, say hire a proper crew and get you know, uh, people. And it was funny because I think everyone else on the set was more experienced than I am. <laughs> 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 From the art director to the DOV to the gaffer, like, everyone was more experienced than I am. I'm like, holy shit, no, I'm learning, I'm, I'm paying to learn, you know, literally. Uh, I remember I applied for grants and I wasn't familiar with the SFC kind of way of working. So I wrote a script well, I got a grant. Actually, I was like, oh, wow, so excited. And then I changed the script so much. They asked me, oh, you know, it was quite stupid lah, back then. They say, oh, yeah, any changes you must submit. I thought, wow, I changed the script to a much better script. I sent it back to them, and they rejected it. They said, cannot, okay, you know, it's too different. <laughs> then I'm like, why, why, why? why? You know, I, I did not understand. I mean, that I think relationship with SST got off on, on the wrong foot. After <laughs> <laughs> to today, it's always been a love hate relationship. No, you know. You know you all want to help me, yet you all don't allow me to do some things, which I scratch my head kind of thing, you know? Oh, anyway. Okay. But who's
0: the, who's the crew then you were saying?
1: Oh, okay, Derek Liu. What the hell? <laughs> Derek Liu, okay? Um, Your AD? The, um, well, I didn't have an AD. I everything, oh. I, I did it myself, so oh, it was okay. quite tricky. And mm. I had, art director, I think she left an industry AD, which is oh, quite okay. sad. Mm. because, I remember doing that short film. It was called Blood Ties, the short film.
0: I see. This is the short film before yes. the feature film, la. Yeah. Yes,
1: okay. that's the short film. So I, I came up with the idea of, oh, what if I was subplot? You know, that's yep. not a main story. So it's almost like the Mandalorian of, uh, of, of Star <laughs> Wars, like You know. Although I have the idea for Star Wars in mind, but I cannot shoot my Star Wars, so I have to come up with a Mandalorian, I don't okay. want A twenty minutes. It was a self-contained short film and then I'm like, ah, whatever, I just did it and and got it made. And that one got the most attention, like, I mean, at that point in time was the biggest for me because uh, after the short film was made, like, Oak Tree offered to uh, produce it into a feature film. Okay. And so I spent the next subsequent two years doing some more short films, one of which has become uh, what was uh, My Blue Heaven which uh, is not released. Uh, it was pre-YouTube days, thankfully, because the one was quite offensive, I think, to, to the point that it got an R21 rating with... Uh, no no nudity, uh, by the way. yeah, uh, mm. No nudity, no blood, no violence. And it's a comedy, okay? okay. But it, because of the way the language was being spoke, mm. it got R21 with conditions uh, not to be shown publicly without what prior notice. But somehow... So funny, I, I was invited to become a judge at, at this uh ACS you know festival. And I'm like, oh okay, why ask me to be a judge? I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> like very accomplished. And then they got me as a judge along with who, you know? Who Eric Cool and I'm wow. like, <laughs> tolo, you know, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is my hero, you know. Yeah. So that then I still remember and that was the first time I met him in real life, then I passed him my short film, you know. Uh uh, my Blue Heaven, and that's how he got to know me as well, because he fell in love with the short film. Liked. Is so, this
0: the Vin- Vincent T one? Yeah,
1: it's the Vincent I see, T that's <laughs> the one I watched too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, one, that one was quite uh, yeah, interesting. Very, one. Very, so, very
0: funny, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was my last short film before I started to do my first feature, which eventually came out in
2: 2009,
1: mm. uh, Blood Ties. Okay. So I guess that's how I got into this filmmaking. Long, very long story, sorry. Uh, no, but to me, it's an adventure to discover what's more important between my head or my heart. <laughs> so see. after my first feature film, a bunch of people came to uh, call me up for tea sessions. I had a tea session, I remember, with Daniel Yun. Mm. Just one hour before my, my public screening, and then he was telling me, you know, what's the biggest mistake you've made? I said, uh, I, I, said I don't know. The biggest mistake is you use your own money to make your first feature film. <laughs> then in my mind, it's like, well, I got your attention, didn't I? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really did took a lot of my savings, money I made over the past few years mm. to dump into this film. La. I mm. mean, it's not, say, the most expensive film now. I look back, it's about $460,000. That's quite a lot. And SFC, no, I didn't come out with 400. Mm-hmm. I got the first feature film fund. So SFC came out with 250. So, mm. uh, I raised, I, I raised on my own about 200 over thousand. Wow. Still a lot of money. Yes. Still a lot of money. Mm. Uh, I sold a lot, bunch of my stocks. <laughs> now I've been thinking, oh, i fake, man. I held on to so many Apple stocks. You know, I could have been so much richer.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. But that's it. Um, so I met up with people like Jack Neo. um, daniel yun Mm.
2: uh
1: and this one person one person who called me to potentially want to work with me i was very surprised
2: Mm.
1: and i because i never heard of him before his name was called melvin ung okay uh and i still remember we met at uh holland village uh jones the grocer very specific uh <laughs> uh, I, I was like, why, why, why do you bring me that I don't remember. What. Oh no, no, not Jones the grocer. It was uh, it was the Sam.
0: Uh, I see. Sam. Okay. Uh, Dome.
1: Dome, yes. We <laughs> met at Dome. Dome at Holland Village. Wow. Hey no, Hol- not Holland. Sorry, no not Holland Village. That one is called Dempsey.
0: Wow, there's a dome Dem-Z, then huh?
1: Dome at Dempsey. Yes, that was two thousand and nine. Wow. And so oddly, uh, of all the people I met, uh, I don't know why, I. To Melvin, very much. I just said, okay, my second film, I'll go to Malaysia. <laughs> and so I decided to move to Malaysia and spent about two years there to develop Twisted. Wow. So okay. by 2011, I got Twisted made, uh, okay. shot in KL, hmm. and uh, released Twisted, yeah, along with uh, Limtek, who was uh, co producing as well. And I think Limtek was in Scorpio East in two thousand nine. He uh, distributed blood ties, and that's how, uh, yeah, that's how I got to know Limtek as well. So, so it's through all these. Uh, I got to know all through blood ties that you see all my, all the people that I got to know got connected with like Zhao Wei as well as so, you no know, Eric Kuh. So, in a way, yes, I did <laughs> pump in a couple hundred thousand for my first feature film, but. Uh, your Eventually the, the, the yeah, in the rest of the films that I have, from second, third and fourth film, they were all produced by these different people. Um and I'm really grateful. Uh. After that, MM two we went on to do my third film, mm. which was uh, That Girl in a Pinafore. Mm. Uh, which uh, I would say uh, was after doing two films that I tried to be very commercialized and international. And, mm-hmm. and my third film was I decided to just do something very Singaporean. So interestingly, I think the third film was the one that went to a, quite a few festivals. I mean, oh, actually, Twisted as well. Twisted went to quite a few genre film festivals. I was very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, even won best picture, best picture in uh, I think Detroit. There was this uh, Detroit Georgia. Nightmare okay. uh, film festival. I was and I think Twisted was the most well distributed film hmm. among all my. They went like Europe, US. They all got distributed in many different regions. And then the fourth film, yeah. they they took me to Girl Girl in Pinafore got shown in Shanghai. Mm. And, and at that screening I think mm2 invited a few potential investors uh, one of them was the producer of the voice mm. of China yep so I think after that uh was 2013 2014 I decided to uh, focus on the post business okay uh, and subsequently got back to doing another short film after my blue heaven after 10 years <laughs>
0: Was, was it yeah. 10 years nearly, nearly so 10 between years between
1: My Blue Heaven and Benjamin's last day it was 10 years but how was and, the uh, how was
0: the feeling of uh, going back to doing shorts
1: I think the good thing was I was doing it with no baggage it was very freeing maybe it's a it's the thing about doing short films are you you feel very free to experiment the stakes are much lower mm. I feel I didn't have so much to worry about as opposed to doing a feature film yep um and and I can feel more open to experiment whatever I want. Mm. Uh, how, what do you think? Uh, you do short films too, quite recently, one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, of so. course, uh, uh, shorts are... I think in the beginning when you're still doing shorts and then I uh, only did one feature film, which is also not that I have a lot of experience, but uh, for shorts, I think um, even for the first few, because I was a much older filmmaker, I mean, a, a much older person, that has worked in advertising for many years before I did my short. So, already from a start is that I wanted to do short just to be you know just to have mm. fun. Nah. So it's very different. Nah. But right now you you are sourcing for scripts and all that. Do or do you still need to write your own scripts?
1: Um, I find that I do still have to jump in. Um, not to say that the writers that I work with are not good, but Uh, sometimes I think maybe partly my fault, I'm not very good at articulating what I want. Sometimes maybe I'm a little less, uh, I want to give people a little bit more freedom. Mm. Uh, But at the same time, I change my mind. And sometimes when things come, I'll be like, hey, I've got a new idea. But then, you know, as opposed to asking them to change halfway while they're writing, I'll just uh, wait for them to come, come back and I'll change it with what they've written. Okay. So I've always wanted to make sure that, you know, to clear with them, say, hey, you guys are open to me changing it after that. Huh? You know, it's there's no hard feelings. Huh? Your name will still be there. I'm not going to put my name there, but, you know, I might change it quite uh, a bit, but I'll always take your name there simply because you are the first writer and whatever changes I'm doing on top of yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, So that's the way I approach sort of, uh, I written a few recently also just for um, pitching and all these things. Short, like 20 pages, 30 pages is still fine. It's uh, when I have to write feature films, I feel that I don't have the luxury to do so, not because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of writer who does a lot of reading, uh, research, take a step back. I need to just sit in a room and stare at the wall for like 20, you know, imagining before I have all my web spun in my head before I start Mm. writing. Okay. Because I don't have that kind of luxury. Or at least in Singapore, I feel you're always busy trying to make money as opposed to, you know, you don't have the time to sit down and just daydream
0: so far all your (laughs) so far all your feature films uh are they all written by somebody else or did you have a hand in any of them
1: so the first one i wrote myself Mm, um the sec yeah the second one i co-wrote so somewhat in the process that i talked about but i uh, then i jump in to uh rewrite them uh. Mm. then the girl in pinafore as well for the fourth one I practically isn't. I didn't write at all. I just commented. I wasn't the one making all the decisions as well. So okay, just adapt. <laughs> I I work with it. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But so far, the sub- short subjects, a lot of them are written by myself.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when you write yourself, then you don't have to. I guess when you when you are rewriting it or whatever, you're already preparing mm-hmm. yourself almost like a director of like what could happen, what could happen on the set and all that.
1: Yeah, I I almost write it like instructions for myself. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so some of them might not read as nicely. Yep. But I know what I want to do in that. So I'm trying to improve my writing in the sense so that other people can read it and still feel it. Mm -hmm. Because very much these days, the script I write is really very bam, 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 and... That there's not much, uh, you know. I, I, I don't use very flowery language Mm-mm. to write it. Uh, it's more like technical writing. <laughs> okay.
0: Almost like point form? Um,
1: very staccato, I okay. would say. Okay. You know, I would write very visual. I say, uh, the hand opens the bottle, you know, yep. the trip of a, you no. Know, I, I, I'm almost writing elements like elements I want to hear or see, okay as opposed to uh, the 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 feelings of this person
0: okay
1: okay um or or the beautiful trees you know and the breeze, warm <laughs> breezes I, I don't write that manner. You know? I write uh, like wide angle, you no know, establishing shot. I, I almost like describing my shot when <laughs> okay. I write it. <laughs> okay,
0: interesting. I mean it, it. the next question would be something like uh what who are your directing idols or influences like
1: if you want to go I mean subconscious very deep down. can
0: Anything. I mean I the,
1: am hmm. I am a I'm a john I'm a genre fanboy. Yeah. You okay. know I I love my genre films. La. Yep you know? okay. Uh, of course, there are those uh, non, so-called not-so-general ones mm. that I like as well. There are those that I really like. But yep. generally, I'm a big fan of American cinema. Mm. Uh, one of my earliest, I would say, that I'm exposed to, I'm not sure whether, because I'm exposed to it so young, and that has shaped how I uh, you know, like to see my film being manifested, um, was uh, this movie called Evil Dead.
0: Mm. Uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah,
1: he's mm. he's one of the earliest influencer. Evil Dead was one of those films that I watched when I was prior to primary school. I think I can recall wow. seeing it. It was very early because my <laughs> my I I don't know if you remember. Uh, um, and there was one point in time, you know, in J, JP, there was this uh, Holiday Inn. Holiday yeah, Inn. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they sell yes.
0: shit ton of videotapes Yes, there. yes. So videotape.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, so my mother, I never... My mother and my parents, they, they work seven days a week, okay? okay? Morning, they leave for work at eight or seven, and then they come home 11 or 12 midnight. Okay. I'm left to my own vices. I do whatever I want, right? Hmm. And... They will, they will have a helper. So the helper will take care of us. Uh, sometimes don't have, sometimes have, and then there will be. Sometimes will be thrown to our my my cousin's place or my un- grandmother's place. But always every week, because my mother and my parents, they they have a lot of friends who go to JV all the time. Then one of them. Always brings back three video tips and then give it to my mom, and my mom will give it to me. And my mom doesn't know English, my dad doesn't know English, so to them, it's like all oh, horror films are horror films, is fine. And who knows, hey, all these horror films, big great horror films, have yeah, nudity. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> one that flashes the breast was gonna be the one to be killed first. No, you can't <laughs> yeah, see yeah. all these films Evil Dead, <laughs> yep. Halloween, the unnamable uh, basket case. So I grew up watching all these American genre films, cool, yeah, I love them. Yep. basket case uh, I know of only maybe two other people Kenneth Tan mm. uh, of, of uh, Singapore Film Society as well as uh, uh, Eric Kuh, mm. uh who has even heard of these two films <laughs> and it's so funny re- as recent as two years ago I went to Amoeba in uh, uh, LA yep. I, I was quite sad I heard it closed down already mm. um, to buy the DVD because it's out of print you cannot find the Blu-ray even Okay. to buy the DVD of uh, Basket Case 1 and 2. Okay, so obscure
0: <laughs> uh, B-grade yeah. uh, genre films. Yeah, huh?
1: and so they, they influenced my... in the sense that I'm like, wow, these guys are just using prosthetics, using practical effects, and to cheat and make magic on screen, you know? And so, very much, even when I'm doing my horror films in Singapore back then, it's like, ah, oh, special effects, don't I didn't know anymore I can do practical effects, I can do this, <laughs> and... So a lot of things... I learn from these people. Like, Hey, you can do this, you can do that. Uh, you know, if you mess up the face enough, you use a double, nobody can see, you know? Use lots of blood, you know? <laughs> I, I
0: also um, also love genre films, like, but uh, I can see, actually, how your sensibility, because... For a lot of people, they only see the violence and then, but actually very inherent with a lot of B-grade uh, or genre films is the humour. It's the black <laughs> the humor, humour. Exactly. Yeah, it's the humour. And it's like yeah. somebody's hand kind of chop off. Oh, that's very funny, man. Huh? A lot of people <laughs> are like, scratch here. What do you mean by funny? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I can see that in your work, in the, you know, your sense of humour
1: and I totally saw that in Diamond Dogs as well. I, was like, oh, I yeah, so yeah, enjoyed really, it. I was like, wow. Yeah. It this is humor in this shit. No, I, I I and I I thought this is brilliant because that that's uh the kind of humour put into that kind of uh genre films, uh, yeah, yeah. um you can immediately see both of our influences. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, it is and they are a very good fit. Uh and Sam Raimi is like probably I think he's the one who created right. the horror comedy kind of genre, yeah, you know. We've, mm. uh and that's it. Um, not just him, you know, really love science fiction films. So naturally you've got your Steven Spielberg, right? Mm. And I, I fell in love with Steven Spielberg's movies. Yep. Um to me there's a certain magic element to all his films, you know, it makes me feel like a kid again. Mm. Um and then George Lucas, Star Wars, of course. Mm. What another filmmaker that for me is uh, He's not so much genre, but I, I love the way he takes stories with very, um, I would say high-concept stories, mm. dramas, high-concept right. dramas. Yep. It's an oxymoron. Most people say drama is drama. I know there's no mm-hmm. high concept. But I say that if there's a drama with a very interesting premise, to me that is an equivalent of a high concept. Mm. Um, and one of my most favorite of his film was... Uh, One of my favorite was uh, Dog Day Afternoon. So you look at that film. Yeah. Is it drama? Is it action? Mm. Is it social commentary? Mm. You know? It's all. uh, It's all. Mm. To me, it's wow. This kind of crossing of genres. uh, uh, These kind of filmmakers. Wow. You know, I enjoy tremendously. One other filmmaker that wasn't as successful. But like in recent years, right? One of my favorite directors, Alex Mm. Proyas.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think he's a little underrated, but mm. he's got his flops. But you could see the kind of effort he goes into planning and mm. brilliant filmmaker. And he did one of my favorite uh, science fiction movie called Dark City. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess I named quite a few already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three or four um, already. Yeah,
0: okay. And also you talk about like uh high concept without drama. I mean uh I saw you were liking the handmaid's tale and actually I also started that's oh, I considered love you. isn't it high concept drama?
1: Um so have
0: you started watching it? Yeah 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 I did. Now now and uh the The second season a bit dropped uh, to me la. Yeah, on to the third.
1: Trust me, you'll pick up. It's Is so it? good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I finished all the way to the third season. They were supposed to shoot the fourth season this, okay. uh, this year. Then because of coronavirus, it got stopped.
0: So but to me, yeah, it's high concept. It's, it's a bit sci-fi, uh, but even though it looks like a like a, a fine art painting.
1: It's like a nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. Right. Mm. But. And if you look at a film like this, and you look at like something like Minority Report. Mm, yep, they are beautifully shot.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And can you say that there's no art in Georgia? No, yeah, you know, it's, and and the way that the art design, the costume design, how they go into the representing the different personalities and classes mm. of people in that film, mm. what in that series amazing it's really amazing and uh yeah i'm a big fan of that particular series i mean Mm. i think i caught up a little too late but uh really only started watching a lot of these um uh serialized stuff in Mm. the past okay one year i've been doing a lot of catch up you Mm. know while people have been having hbo i've only started all these and trying to play catch up in the past one year Mm. um so I didn't watch Breaking Bad until like last year. Do you like it? I freaking love it. It <laughs> is so good. Yeah. So yeah. so so is Breaking Bad genre? <laughs> uh, that is I think <laughs> Or is it's, it drama, you know? It
0: is definitely it's definitely the mole of uh Godfather.
1: It is so good, mm. isn't it? If it's a good drama, I, I I really sometimes hate to pigeonhole films. Um I think a good film is a good film. It's just what kind of like you want to call it a thriller you want to call it a drama it really doesn't matter you want to call it art house you know if it's watchable it's it's entertaining it's engaging it's a good film yeah it doesn't really matter what kind of film it is isn't it
0: i think nowadays there's so much cross-pollination of genres uh, it's very hard to pick out like okay this is only this genre it's very hard, it's now almost like uh, if you look at it, Parasite, la. it's a mix, yeah. it's comedy first, and then suddenly at the end, it's straight out slasher. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, that, it's, it's it's all a mix now.
1: And I love it, I love it, I love his films. Um, yeah. we often try, I think, when pitching, uh, and kind of like uh, find it hard to say, ah, uh, you know. My film is this genre or that genre, Correct. but yeah. very often, if you don't frame it that way, people don't have a starting point. And often, people that you pitch to aren't really filmmakers themselves. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess that's where the conundrum is, like, You know, we, we I, I've always have very little patience with uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, co- with my communication. Often, I I, I feel that uh, that is something I have to improve, like.
0: Seek to which, improve. On. Which is which is strange because um, you almost started saying that you know your base is like a a businessman being an entrepreneur, and and yet actually you are saying that uh, your art is actually you know uh uh stopping you from being you know a, a better artist is because you don't know how to communicate. We we're actually being a businessman. The number one thing you need to do is actually communicate.
1: But you see, that's the thing. If you look at artists or you look at poets, mm. okay, do you think the poet will go and pitch his uh, poetry before getting funding to write his poetry? <laughs> he, he doesn't. He just writes. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, okay. The canvas is find, different. He finds You know, coming back. You know, along the sunshine, he sees the sunshine, and he's in all of the sunshine, and he writes a poem. It's true. He doesn't. He doesn't plan and pitch and ask people for permission on how best to write it and say that it's of this kind of poetry before he writes it. I'm not saying I'm a poet, no, but I'm just saying that creative process sometimes is very instinctual, hard to articulate. I'm a bad writer, I would say. (laughs) Maybe because uh, several times I try to tell or pitch, my pitch doesn't come across good. And then when the result of the work comes out and the person, how come it's so different from what? It I'm like, then I've been qu- questioning myself, okay, where did it go wrong? No, Where did my page go wrong? This has always been how I envision it, but how did my page go wrong? Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? The main <laughs> thing is
0: that, that's why I say it's interesting, is that the, uh, peeves are basically what a creative is about. Because a lot of times, like even in the art world, right, you always have uh, your managers or your sales agent or whatever, or your gallery to do that for you because you do not want to get your hands dirty or your minds dirty by like, you know, whether you you paint an orchid or a... Uh, goldfish I can put in my, you know, uh, doctor's lounge or something. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a necessary evil. I mean, especially in Singapore. I mean, most jobs that you pitch for, it, it's mm. not, you know, it's never like, a, okay, I want to do this short and I want to say this honestly, you know, without any mm. funding or grant. It's so difficult. Most of the time it comes from a grant and then you try to bend your ideas around that grant, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah Yeah. and your ideas around that grant that's funny you know you describe it um, yeah and, and often like right now we are also going to uh, say I'm, I'm sure people are familiar right we're going to have a few uh, uh, like, uh, grants mm. that the government is going to yeah, give that, out to yeah. help people in this sure. industry right yeah. mm. and then you look at the requirements and then you, you're like wow man Often, I think in Singapore, most of our grants are, most films are made, sadly, with the help of the government. If not, it won't get made at all, right? Yeah. And then you run into this situation where um, they obviously have OB markers, of if course. not um, telling you what can be done or what cannot be done. Mm. And then I'll be looking at something like The Walking Dead, something like uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Just put The Handmaid's Tale or The Breaking Bad.
2: Mm.
1: No one in Singapore will be able to, Push that to say yes to this story. <laughs>
0: no way. Yeah. No way, no way.
1: No way. And then you'll be like, oh man, our industry is always questioning, can we travel overseas? And I say, well, can't even allow us to do things that can that have that potential. Why are we even trying to, you know, look further? Again, I, I don't really have an answer. <laughs> no, we don't.
0: We don't. Uh, I think, I think what you're trying to say is that uh, it's true. Like, uh, if I were to write uh, the Game of Thrones, right, and nobody has read the books, and then I just go to a commissioner here, I can dare say that they would just look at the first app and says, "Huh? At the end, this guy dies," <laughs> and <laughs> and I think that's the the thing about creativity, isn't it? It's about taking risks and it's about saying something that is normally not tried and tested, that mm-hmm. is fresh. And when that happens, that's almost like contrary to what uh, a lot of the uh, commissioners are looking for.
1: Yeah. And, and and so I guess we are all trying to navigate all these these things while like, wow you know making sure that uh, people will say okay I, I, I'm gonna give you the money to do what you want
0: um, I think the main thing is that uh, is people like you who have like uh, gotten an accolade with your shorts uh, do you think that that gives you some sway like uh, they will say okay now okay now I'll suspend believe a bit I'll listen to you
1: I don't think so because <laughs> you want to make mm. you want to you want to entertain yep Right, and you think that if you do something that people can resonate with, it will travel and it will have great results, right? Mm, yep. And then, um, but the, for the government, will be thinking in terms of okay, will this offend this person? Will this offend that person? That's right, those are two different concerns, yeah. You know, those are two totally different concerns. And I recall when I was doing the short film for called Sister. Have you mm. do, have you heard of this? No, no, short I film I did I a few that. years. Mm. So I did a short, short film called Sister. It's about uh, oh, is this the Adrian Lim Yeah, the okay. one about Adrian Lim. Mm. So I recall one week before I shot the thing. Uh, eventually, it came out uncut lah. Um, so what I think it was about one week or a few weeks before I shoot. Uh, mm. Producers call me in and say, "Hey, uh, this thing cannot go, huh? Because there's." a few concerns. So one of the concerns was they said there's too many mention of the word Lord or God in it. Um, and I'm like, huh? Oh, too religious. Is it, can you make it such that the nun or the sisters, uh, uh, motivation is not religious based. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, can you make it less religious? I say, Hey, you know, this whole short film, uh, she's wearing a habit. I can take, even if she doesn't speak a single word, it's not going to make her look any less religious. I mean, I was, long story short, I was trying very hard to tell them, say, hey guys, let's not censor or cut ourselves uh, in the fear of offending different parties. Yep. Okay. Uh, if I've done, let me do what I, I can to the best um, because the initial gut feel you all read the script was you guys have no issues. Right, mm. and it's when you're overthink things. Then different parties come back and start having different concerns. Yep. I say let's let let me get this done. You all see the result. If you all want to cut from there, I've got nothing to say.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, okay, you still can. But at least let me do a good job first,
2: mm.
1: because I say I can guarantee you. If we start cutting now, the work comes out will be handicapped. You know, I use the word. Half f work, mm. and then it will end up not pleasing anybody, and I'll be unhappy, and you'll be unhappy. Mm. The result's not what it is, so, right? So, so what's I said, the final? So, the final is I got it out, they all liked it, except for a few uh, parties who c- cannot commit to putting it to mm. showing it. Okay, and they're like, Okay, fine, never mind. Our usual route, we can still show it. Mm. Turn out, wow, you know, it's the one gotten the most response and the most comments for all of the entire uh, collection of films. And the second highest hits, everybody loved it, okay. uh, who watched it. I say mostly, like, except for those people who still have concerns, their concerns will still be valid, I mean, mm. and I'm not going to argue with them. La. But, but, but the, res- the result was good enough that the producers don't even br- bring up the, the initial concerns from the okay. other par- yeah. partners, you see. Yeah. yeah. So, um,
0: this one, was it, were you very um, religiously uh, accurate because it's based on history?
1: Uh, y- we we try as close as we can. So, <laughs> okay. we, I, I made sure I I make sure I interview the, the main person that I'm portraying yep. uh, multiple times with, with the actors and then we record everything so I can go back and say, hey, you said this. I, you know? <laughs> the most important thing is the emotional truth is there. Okay. I think in the end is you cannot like be so meow. La. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you cannot you know, be so strict to the point that you give up. Uh, you have to teach. Okay. As long as you are being truthful mm. to the subject, okay. Uh, I think some artistic liberties can be taken.
0: Okay, uh, one last question before we go for a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, um. One last question will be okay. What's your proudest directing work so far?
1: <sighs> I have Benjamin's. to say, Benjamin's last
2: yeah. day.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I, pretty I impressive. That's yeah. One of my, um. I think I also one of the my most enjoyable shoots. Uh. Mm. I mean it was it was something that I think everyone was having fun on. And when you, you know you get a feeling when something like that goes on, uh, something good tend to come out of it. And okay. I was very grateful uh, that mm. it did uh, You okay. know? Yeah.
0: That won a prize and then it was presented by Takashi Miyaki.
2: my hero
0: how was that
1: (laughs) how was that man
0: did did you say anything about the shot uh,
1: I mean they all enjoyed it I mean wow you know it was everything was in a blur really it (laughs) was so crazy it was quite crazy it was quite crazy we didn't I mean uh, as I was going through it I was I was I was telling myself like wow pinching myself wow this this is hitting the fan. And I called the producers, um, Rick and Pock from mm-hmm. yep. um, the creative room. I mean, mm. I really have to give props to them. They were really doing all they can to, to help protect the film. I was mm. very, very, very happy la, Okay, uh, that I worked with them. Mm. Um, and they, they I, I was calling them and calling my wife. I was like, hey, this is happening, this is happening. Of course, I mean, I didn't know I was gonna win the top prize, right? But mm. you win when I won the best Asian category. At the yep. time I was already, wow, this is like the height of my career already. Mm. You know, I can, I can, I can. I'm quite satisfied already. Like, mm-hmm. no, I know I don't expect for anything more. Yep. Then I didn't realize something was more. There was gonna be more until there were people looking out for me. Say, hey, why aren't you back at your seat? I'm like, I, I was just hanging outside because I. You know, I thought just collect already, just hang outside. I know, They asked me to go back to my seat. I was like, Whoa, 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 you know, don't don't tell me, don't tell me. And and when they finally announced, I was like, Damn, (laughs) yeah, it was quite crazy. I guess it's something that I will always hold very close to my heart. Mm. Um, That said, um, going in Fall is something very special as well. I mean, simply because. Of the reaction I get from the people who has watched the film during the period of the film screening, right? My myself and several of the cast we will go, on weekends we will go and uh, go
2: for the choose screens. a
1: random ch- mm. choose a random hall and then appear and say thank you, and then you see repeat people coming back. You know, then there was this oh. lady who came up to us, came up to me and told me that she, this is her third time watching it and say this is my my time. This is my time and many of them were crying when they were telling me that. So mm. I felt I've done something to give back to people of my generation, or at least that little group that I, um, you know, that we felt were, uh, somewhat left, uh, behind. Yep. And I'll say left behind in the sense that I was from a very Chinese, um, I took Chinese literature when I was in school, um, mm. uh, because I was not very good at my English. Hmm. So I always felt that I was one of those China uh, okay. group okay. who uh, were not the hip students lah <laughs> okay. and was and, and listening to ninety eight point seven. I all was right. the no to San San and Chu Pa, you know. It's the other way around now. No, but you see back then really, you know, I mean we all look to the West. Mm. We all we're hoping Europe, I mean, people want to go to Imperial College, want to go to London, yep. you know, want to go to, uh, and I still remember back in junior college, right, when I, I saw one of my classmates got C, C6 for the Chinese mm. and she was jumping for joy <laughs> because she said she will never have to take Chinese ever again.
0: Like me, like me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I, and, and, and I sort of do did that film for those group of people that I felt belonged to in secondary school because we are the only class that took Chinese literature. Everyone else was uh, uh, taking English literature, and I took Chinese literature, and I took Chinese as first language, and we all took that bit simply because those are our safe harbour. Everything else, I didn't realise because my English was not good, everything else suffered. Mm. I all you I used to have very low self esteem because I used to think I was such a bad student. I couldn't understand I keep trying to memorize, I couldn't memorize as well as everybody. Mm. Then I realized that why was I memorizing? It was because my English was very bad. Uh I, I couldn't understand my physics and my chemistry and so on. You see.
0: And and but, then you went yeah. to the States to do your further studies.
1: Which was ironic because I think I went, I, I told myself, I said, hey, I want to go to somewhere as different as the world that I grew up in as possible because I, I want to start from scratch. Lah, you know? I feel that maybe I'm not suitable for the Singapore system or whatever. <laughs> and ironically, I think it's true. I, US has always been a country that gave me uh, my second chance. Uh, um, and I'm forever indebted to that country. Uh, I mean... Yes, I mean, they, they are not a perfect country. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Trump. <laughs> but that country really was an opportunity for me to uh, allow myself to rediscover my uh, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, my English really improved to the extent that I, I, in a way, I felt I've left my Chinese roots behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that Going
0: Pinot War was sort of my apology letter to Wow. That old self. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. It's uh it's so good to hear the the whole journey where you started as a businessman and crossing over to the creative side and now fighting, you know, tooth and nail for creative freedoms and having works that, you know, you you were uh, looking up to the other filmmakers doing, and then you already have contributed so much. So, yeah, that that's a great uh, story. And uh, we're gonna end this part first, and then we okay. go for a small pre-break. <laughs> and, uh, we quickly okay. do the second part. Grab a drink, grab okay, a drink. Okay, 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 okay. I'll Thank call you back later. Okay, thanks, thanks. Okay. thanks. Bye, bye.